You're listening to Around Comics. To Around Comics, episode 423, Trade Talks, Usagi Yojimbo, Volume 1. I'm Brian Salazar. With me is Christopher Neesman and Tom Caters. Welcome, everybody, to the live, 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 live episode of Around Comics. Did you do, like, cocaine during the intro music? No. Because before we got going, you're just like, yeah, all right, let's do this thing. (laughs) I'm a professional, Chris. That Flip that switch, baby, it's and I'm on. I'm ready to go. Love it. I have. I do have some. Uh, I do have some uh, cocaine. Some dark chocolate espresso beans. Oh, that's it. So maybe that's what's uh, what's giving me a little energy, a little boost. There you go. Mmm, delicious. Mm-hmm. Your little Guillermo poops. What's happening? Your Guillermo poops. My what? It's, remember the episode of uh, what we do in the shadows. Where uh, Guillermo had the, the the chocolate raisins or whatever, oh, yeah. and uh, and uh, 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 shit, who's his uh, his master? Uh, not Waslo, uh, Nandor. He thought those Nandor. were his like little rabbit poops. He's like Guillermo, you need to drink more water. Uh, I need a haircut, is what I need. Yeah. I get a haircut every morning, long. man. Watch out. Mm, Get one. Never happening. Never happening to this beautiful head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I hate you and your hair. Um, Mostly just because of your hair. Uh, Yeah. Trade talks this week. This is, um, we had our little spring break. I think we came back and trying to get back in the groove of stuff. Uh, But we do this thing about every month ish called a trade talk where uh where we all collectively read the same uh trade or graphic novel or or run of comics and uh and then we can talk about it and it was my pick uh this time around and i went for uh, an oldie but hopefully a goodie uh one that uh i think we all had probably heard about we're very aware of i don't know had you guys read any usagi ujembo before in I have. Yes, okay. I Some. have. Not a lot, not a ton, Some. but but a little yeah. here so and there. I th- I, I, it's one of those. It's like, yeah, I've read a little Yasagi Ujimbo. Um, it's it's like a comic that it feels like it's always been there. Um, most because this first trade is from 1986. Oh my god, 1986. I don't even remember. It was like uh, I was in high school. No, I was. Was I in high school? Yeah, I was in high Freshman. school. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, um, it ha- it definitely this volume certainly kind of uh, looks the part that it's from 1986. It's, it's um, 1980s black and white indie sensation, right? Was it an indie sensation? I mean, it was below the the uh, tidal wave that was uh, Turtles, certainly. Um, 
but yeah, it's part of that part of that big indie wave. You know, I'd put it there with like Love and Rockets. Um, as far as it's like, yeah, that was that was the stuff that you know the the non Marvel DC stuff that that was kind of happening in mm-hmm. comics at that time. I think it gets grew goes, you know, um, or what the the Sim stuff, Cerebus. Yeah, I'd put it like there was Cerebus, right? Mm-hmm. It definitely feels a little bit like Cerebus, especially the first issue reminds me very much of Cerebus. Like, I don't know, for, for whatever reason, like the, the walking in the snow oh, yeah. of, of the first issue. Yeah. Kind of felt very, very much like, um, whoops, sorry, very much like uh, Cerebus. And just the black yeah. and white art. And- I think we even get a Gru crossover. Yes, we have right? a moment where they well, walk he, past he, each other. Yeah, and there yeah. and and there's a reference to to Gru. So that's uh, about some filthy barbarian. Yes, <laughs> Gru the filthy barbarian. I this was inter- this was interesting to me reading this because um, it you know it's kind of like you can watch the evolution a little bit Mm -hmm. in this first volume, not the complete evolution of the character or the artist necessarily, but the, you know, that first issue and the first two, three sort of storylines are very, you know, the panels are very compressed. There's a lot going on in them. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, yeah, too much. And there's not a whole lot of great, I wouldn't say storytelling going on initially, but as the issues go on, you start to see it loosen up and you see, see a little more energy and, and just yeah. sort of space in it. Um, and a little bit more fun and, with layout in general. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, oh, and it, we haven't mentioned this, the Stan Sakai. This is all Stan Sakai. Who's, you know, you gotta love some Stan Sakai. And this is from the original run of Fanagraphics uh, before it went to Dark Horse. And I, I checked this out from, from Hoopla to make sure that we were reading the same thing. But Fanagraphics did put out this um, case hardcover set that is like the entire fan, the 10 years of Fanagraphics Usagi. So very nice. Yeah, it's a very great nice. set if it's still out there. So. And I think that would cover probably like eight or ten volumes of the paperbacks. Um, I was just reading here, Stan, uh, you mentioned Grew the Wanderer, and Stan began his career lettering that comic book. Nice. So that might be why. why it's the uh, Aragonus, right? Uh, yep, yep. And Mark Evaniera. Whenever, you know, Usagi Jimbo always makes me think of like, it's. It's so mid eighties in that the idea of like samurai culture being explained to people through a comic book with like rabbits and pandas yeah. that are kind of adorable. And like, you know, when, cause I think about it cause I was, I, I think of this kid that I went to grade school with who like lo- loved samurai stuff. Right. And like before the internet, right. Like, like this stuff was just sort of like flotsam and jetsam that maybe you would pick out from like, maybe you saw a movie one time that had some of it. To be honest, a lot of those things are way over the heads of like a kid. Like a kid's not going to sit through like a three hour Kurosawa like movie. If you could get access to one, 
which you probably couldn't in the mid eighties very easily, depending on where you lived. Right. So it's like, you you had a lot of Kung Fu movies on TV. You did have a lot of Kung Fu movies. I think they kind of go hand in hand with, with Usagi. I think those, I think those, those those 12 year olds watching the Kung Fu movies are going to see a samurai robot or a samurai rabbit. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 Right. But there's like a very seriousness to it too. That's a little different from all of those in that like the tension in this book of like these adorable animals <laughs> in like a stone cold like straight story. Murder. Yeah, there, right? there are like there are these heavies. <laughs> a lot of them. There are a yeah. lot of like, heavies. and there's never a nod to it. It's never played for like a humor. You know, like it's like just acknowledge that it's just like this is what this universe is it is this and like you just go with it and I that felt- is like that's how it is yeah. and it's like okay it's, cool. it's almost and the it's same like- tone as as lone lone wolf and cub i mean it's it's a wandering samurai story yeah well it's also like i felt like especially since Almost in this volume, especially every story is a standalone, almost like a fable. Yeah, you know, each one is sort of like a a, a, a little tiny story of itself, and it reminded yeah. me very much of two things, like combining like strip cartoons, like Sunday newspaper cartoons, with mm-hmm. fables. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you look at like sort of the original, you know, sort of German, especially like German fables, were fucking mm-hmm. dark. And there was a lot of death and blood and, and that kind of yeah. stuff. And so, Anton Gretel yeah, is not a nice story. <laughs> no, right? So it it definitely reminded me of that. It was like, oh, these are these are interesting sort of Japanese fables. Almost it felt like whether they are or not, I have no idea. But they certainly felt in that vein of like, oh, he, you know, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these were stories from yeah. you know, from Japan, that kind of yeah. thing. That he, yeah, you know, and it feels like serial, you know. Yeah, and that's sort of like pre-internet, like, like this is like, uh, uh, if you were interested in these type of things, right, this is like, in a way, a primary source of how you would know of terminology, of like what a ronin is, what, (laughs) you you know, like, depending on where you lived or what sort of access you had to information, like... I just think about it in that sense of like a pre a pre all this info available to you constantly and like easily within like easily within reach constantly and you maybe you're a kid who's like like you said interested in kung fu movies Mm -hmm. and you pick this up and this is a little different like it's a little more like oh like you said like fable-ish or like sort of very like um, attached to like a real like respect of a certain type of storytelling and yeah. like, very like like using the terminology and using like like this is the language we use when we do this like I could see that being like mind blowing for someone who would pick it up who is like hungry for that like sure. info you know yeah. hungry for that oh, yeah. like, like well that I think you had a you had a you had sort of this sort of perfect storm of stuff happening like 
-hmm. in the late 70s early 80s you had bruce lee and then you had all the kung fu movies that came after that and 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 sort of the rise of action movies but then if you were a comic book fan you had you know the stuff that frank miller started putting into uh daredevil and wolverine which had a lot of like ninjas and the hand and all of that kind of stuff then you have teenage mutant ninja turtles and then this and and i think it was just this huge sort of like you know, just perfect storm of, you know, Asian martial Raise arts. Raise your hand uh, if you had throwing stars and nunchucks as a kid. Still do. Yeah. Still, still yeah. have nunchucks. I don't think I have any yeah, I, I mean, it is interesting when you think about it. I think in a weird way, what makes this book really interesting is that, like, is that ever-present, like, Stan Sakai's like a style in contrast to like the story he's telling. And like, whereas I think some of those other examples, that contrast isn't so stark as like a, and I think it kind of infuses it with like, there's just something compelling about it, even at its most basic. Yeah, if you keep like all the dialogue, you if you keep the the even the, the the panel structure, but you have Frank Miller draw this. I you could do but that. There's just something funny yeah. about and not anime, uh, right? Uh, yeah, it's just, an adorable rabbit beheading like a bunch of you know, like <laughs> it's just like and it happens every issue. It's it, it, you can see why like it kind of found a home in that sense, mm. you know, kind of like that very like 80s sort of like what, what a lot of those black and white comics were doing were just kind of like mixing a bunch of stuff together yeah. and like what happened, like let's see what happens and what like kind of like germinates from that sort of like mixing all those influences. It's funny, you, you know, you say that and there's a couple issues that end on what I would classify as like a dad joke, right? A couple <laughs> of the stories, it, it kind of ends on a real punny, bad joke. And they really stick out because the tone of the book is so serious. And then you're just like, oh, it is about a samurai rabbit. And so here's yeah, and here's a joke. Here's a gone with the with the wind joke, right? Yeah, it's very it's interesting. It's not. I don't. I don't want to say. I, I'm. This will sound like an insult, but I don't intend it that way. It's it's amateurish in a good way, in that it's not beholden to like a certain ass idea of what like what these things should be all the time, mm-hmm. right? And like. I don't love all those punny endings to it, but there's like a certain charm to that too of like, oh, like, what is what is this? <laughs> what, is, what is happening? Well, it almost you feels know, like, like an old perfectly... episode, right? You know, the end of a... Where it's not like it ha- we haven't gotten to the point where all these things are like perfectly crafted. Like there's like that sort of 80s amateurishness to it as well of like, ah, he's figuring it out. As yeah. these stories come out, you know, and it's like, well, actually, well, maybe we'll do it this time. Or And you see that like in uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, too, right? You see sort of these stories that like they are coming out sporadically in different things. They don't have their own comic book. They're like in an anthology. They're in some other magazine. 
And like you can kind of see the creators like figuring it out as they go. A it's little kind bit. of like the like, Tracy Ullman cool. show, uh, Simpsons shorts, right? Yeah, yeah. Or it's like, well, actually, it's maybe this, or may it might be more like this, you know. And it, there's there, there's something cool about that as well. Uh, the, the art is, you know, in some of those other ones, the the leap the artists take is so huge. From like, I don't know, yeah. this seems very like. Not very thought, but in this case, Stan Sakai could draw from the beginning. Yeah. Like that was yeah. that's not where the, well, it's, it's, that's not where like the honing comes in. That yeah. yeah. You know, I I've got the 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 ten year set, right? The fanograph. So yeah. I mean he, he went on years and years later, but you know, as like mm-hmm. a compa- you know, con- uh, compare and contrast, I looked at like the first volumes worth of stories and then went to, you know, fast forward ten years and look at them. It's like no, just wildly consistent. It's you know he, I, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean it's it's weird because there's not a big stylistic, um, you know, evolution. Yeah. I think Sal touched on maybe a little bit better storytelling, um, but as far as like the the draftsmanship of it, like really good from the word go. We'll be back after a quick break. Do you ever wish you could sit in on a conversation with some of your favorite authors and listen to them talk about their writing process, their path to publication, and of course, their newest novels? Hi, I'm Marissa Meyer, best-selling author of The Lunar Chronicles, and I would love for you to check out the Happy Writer podcast, where every week I talk with other writers about books, craft, inspiration, and how to bring a little more joy into our lives. The Happy Writer is available wherever you get your podcasts, or find us on Instagram at Happy Writer Podcast. Yeah, he. I mean, he was a he was a cartoonist. I think it was just a matter of sort of him getting his feet mm-hmm. in the idea of like panels and how to tell the story with panels. And and like I said, I think you know early on there's a lot of stuff going on, and that and that was just yeah. I felt like the time frame as well. But it's also, you know, it, it is an interesting thing, Tom, that you bring up because it's like you don't see books. If you see a book come out that's sort of amateurish now, it never gets a chance. Rarely does it get a chance to yeah. survive, and it's not getting published. You know, it's maybe it's self-published or something. But, you know, if a book is coming out through Image or a book is coming up through Dark Horse or Boom or any, you know, it's like it's pretty – it has to be pretty polished. Yeah. You know. It's probably already been a TV show pitch. Yeah. <laughs> Or yeah, like no, a movie yeah. pitch. Yeah, you don't you don't have a whole like, lot of time to 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 have like an organic growth as a creator on a long form comic anymore. Well, also, you know, at the at that time, it's like maybe you'd only do one story. Who knows? Right. Like, it not, like yeah. it's like that. Maybe that's it. Maybe you know, like there's no like this is an eight issue like story that you know has been pre-sold to netflix no offense to anyone who's done that because obviously everybody needs to make money but it's just different right after after turtles after turtles exploded there were a lot of one-shot black and white comics (laughs) that came out that just that was it Mm -hmm. Speaking of TV shows and sellouts, congratulations to our buddy Ryan Brown 
for his uh, the the one issue that came out that we read so yeah, far. Eight, eight billion. It was enough. Him and him and Charles Soule, they're they're executive producers on a new deal with Amazon Studios. So congrats to those yeah. guys. Have you read Eight Billion Genies yet? I read the first issue. Yeah, we talked about it. Oh, maybe that was the episode you were. I that's I was probably in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We did talk about it. It was awesome. Okay, cool. It was really good. I I need. I hope the rest of it's good because they gotta make a whole damn TV shot of it. Right. I hope the rest doesn't just fall off a cliff and it's terrible. Oh my god, we have to write seven more. Uh, (laughs) I didn't plan ahead. I. I I, I I think think Charles and Ryan are okay. It's those guys are idea factories. I mean, I mean the nice there. thing is usually Ryan's stuff makes no goddamn sense anyway. It's just a lot right. of fun whacking it. So yeah. just go with it. It's a roll. People will make shit up like the Beatles. They'll they'll, they'll read into it stuff that doesn't yeah, exist. Yeah, okay. Just, just make up a bunch of words. Who cares? Good. Yeah, good good news for them. Yeah. So um, you know, I don't know if there's a whole lot more to uh because I know that we want to talk about some other comics um with uh with Usagi. Uh you guys enjoy it? I guess is the bottom line. Was it was it was it a, a worthwhile read for you? Eh, it was it was a bit of a slog for me to be honest. I mean, no, nothing against the book itself, yeah. but it's just like going back to stuff in the eighties and that format. It was fine. I kind of enjoyed it. It was it was more of like the novelty of it. I don't know that I. I've never been a huge fan of the book necessarily, um, but uh, it, it, it was all right. I mean, I, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Um, it wasn't it, made to be read issue after issue. Well, that's immediately. Yeah. yeah, that would be my biggest thing was sort of like, okay, like he's got, at least in these first ones, there's a lot of like, oh, okay, now here's the big crowded fight scene where you know he's chopping his way through them and like that sort of like structure of the story always sort of landing in those same visual Mm -hmm. spaces you know like understanding like that's probably what he was comfortable doing and good at doing and like no one was ever intended to probably read six of these directly (laughs) directly in a row but yeah there's definitely a little bit of that to it of like okay like kind of waiting for a different approach to a fight scene from like the uh, something different from like small panel, small panel, small panel, you know, like big panel. You know, like the, yeah. yeah, like the sort of like kind of seeing that again and again and again, a little bit, yeah. a little bit hard to, to chop your way through. But yeah, I mean, it was cool. I mean, yeah. I was like, it took me back in time to watching that kid give a report on, japan because we had to do like (laughs) reports on countries and he made his whole report you know the the true spirit of the reports on countries was like to talk about like a wide amount of things and he focused solely on this he did a report on the samurai and ninjas and that was pretty much the entire thing that he did (laughs) it would be like doing a report on america and having a green berets yeah, it's just about Green Bay. Yeah, it's that's my, that's my report about. on America. That's and that's it. Yeah, so it made me think of him almost immediately. I'm sure he probably loved this uh, nice. these comics. Yeah, it was. I I enjoyed it. Uh, once again, it was you know a nostalgia. 
thing. It was it was weird. It's nostalgia without nostalgia because I I didn't read this book when it came out. You know, it's mm-hmm. it was I knew it was there, but it's just not one that I read. And so it was like a faux nostalgia. It's like, oh, this is a comic I should have been reading back in 1986, I guess. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll you know, I've got the beautiful set from Fanographics, so I'll probably go ahead and and read through a little bit more and you know, kind of see how the stories develop. But uh yeah. You'll keep going. Will. You'll keep going. It's a, it's a good bathroom book, Tom. Oh my ugh. No, let's not talk. No talking about bathroom. Ugh. Favorite bathroom. bathroom. Top five bathroom books. Go. Uh, no. uh David <laughs> the bathroom books. Um yeah. It was fine. It was just right. fine. Well, whose turn is it? I have no idea. Is it my turn? I think it's your turn, Tom. We'll wait to the end of the episode as I figure out what book we're going to read next. All right, we'll do. Uh, so, uh, uh, way, to, way to bait him to watch the whole thing, Tom. I, all right, yeah. So anyway, uh, Sal puts up our uh, our trade talks in uh, in our Amazon uh, trade talks uh, list or whatever group. Uh, explain that you where you can you can go back and and check out our other trade talks and and the current one we have we have a couple of places you go to amazon we have a book club on amazon yeah. and we have a goodreads book club as well you can uh, reach both of those from the website around comics.com they're up in the menu you can link to it and, and join and it'll just keep you up to date on what books we choose yeah. And you can comment and do that kind of stuff there as well and uh, and if not, you're, not, and not, if, not if you're a newer listener uh you can Always uh, go back, see our past uh, trade talk selections, and uh, just go check out those those episodes. Speaking of new listeners, I'd like to welcome Graham Cannon uh, to our Patreon. Thank you for becoming a new patron Yay! of Around Comics Patreon page. We really do appreciate the support, Graham. So thank you very much. And it looks like he's from uh, across the pond. Yay. He's not, oh. he's not a stinking American. So good for Filthy, him. Gross American. <laughs> Welcome, Graham. Thank you, Graham. That seems like if a Graham is not an American name, I wouldn't no. say. It. Graham's a very British, British yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Reginald. Yeah. Re- Reginald. <laughs> uh, Are you saying that Reg Jackson isn't an American? <laughs> yeah. So speaking of Patreon, uh, um, yeah, I, I, I threw a pitch Sal's way. He's not completely bought in yet, so I'm working on something new. So we'll see. Oh wow! I'm interested. Now I want to know what yeah. this idea is. Sal doesn't like it. Maybe Tom and I should do it. What is it? I'm in for that. Tom. I agree. I'd like to listen to you and Tom do something. Yeah, because Tom, uh, you and I always do shit together. Uh, I never get to do anything yeah. just me and Tom. What? Oh, what is it? it Let's do this. Pitch this to me live. It's basically called uh, old guy. You got thirty seconds. Pitch. It's, uh, old guy Elevator talks about pitch. a comic. Where I go back uh, and find in my that. childhood that made a big That's what impact I on me, and it could be you know anything from like Daredevil one eighty one to oh man, like this sounds like it's gonna be like a recipe for like sad discussions. No, no, not sad. It's like... it's, don't you want to hear me uh, explain to you why Sectars number one was a really important comic to me? 
Sack talk? What? Wait, what? Exactly. <laughs> I think this would be much better with. Tom have you because... have you never read sectars? Sectar. Can you spell? I've never it even me? heard of sectars. I will. What you do this? We're gonna do a pilot episode of of this of this of sectar. Of sectar. And we're gonna talk about number sectars. one. S E. Good luck, Tom. Yeah. Ten minutes long. How about how about we do a show and this could be uh it could tie us into uh into TikTok where we do a show that lasts as long as I'm willing to listen to you talk about the comic and then it ends when I'm like nah, there's gonna be a I'm lot out. of like nineties twelve episodes. seconds. It's like the TikTok ones where people are like, Oh, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna uh watch this slow cooker recipe until they drop a block of cream cheese in. And then it's done because they all drop a block of cream cheese in at some point. It'll be like, how long can Tom listen to Chris talk about sectars? I just Googled sectars. I know. It's deeply influential like, comic to me. I, I'm all in for listening to you two talk about this stuff. <laughs> sectars. From, from, I'm, this is the Coleco sectars? I believe so. Here, we need to get Sal to us. We've already talked too much about sectars on this episode, I think. The sectars world blended humanoids with insects and arachnids. Ew. Gross. What the fuck? What is this, Chris? (laughs) You weird. It's a weird sexual. I love that comic. The name, like, it's like centaur. Wait. Sectar. It's a it's a Marvel comic. Oh, like insectar, In- insectar, like insect. Yes, sectars. What? What a terrible name. <laughs> yeah, sectars. So they're like centaurs, but insects. insects? But they did. Uh, yeah. You guys are blowing the first episode now. Okay. Oh, I got episode. This is a. Oh God, Chris will be like, uh, you know, going on and on about it. how much does issue number one go for these days? Uh, if you can find it, maybe a dollar. <laughs> but I guarantee uh, you, I'm just, we, I'm we sorry, have, I'm lot, now lost. Listeners and... out there that remember this book and they're going to back me up on it or or flame me. Uh, but uh, you can let us know by uh, going to uh, what info at aroundcomics.com and. Uh, Shooting us an email. Sectars, Warriors of Symbion. I need someone to back me oh up on God. this. All right. Well, maybe we'll do one. Maybe we'll just do a sectars based show. <laughs> it would be it would be unique. All right. So anyway, that's my terrible pitch. Commander wait. Commander Waspacks? What? This looks like it's. I'm. Hey, Chris. I hate to break. This looks like it sucks. <laughs> I'm sure. It was. But it was important. It was important to Chris. It was. Up. I. Somehow. I just. Somehow. Kids like dumb shit. Kids like stupid things. Right. They're like dumb. Like yeah. It's Sam I mean, my like, robot. Yeah. Like it's like. I mean that's dumb it's, shit. It's no worse than like fucking mask, right? <laughs> I mean mask. Yeah, you remember. This that? is better that, than that, mask. That, the toy driven cartoon mask. Oh, the like the Jim Carrey no, movie? No, no, no. Like, and 
experience. Somebody stop me. I feel like I'm in a fucking alternate reality where shit exists that I don't understand. I don't I never heard of. Sectars, masks. I, I have no idea what you're even talking about. Never, as someone who knows more, I'm like, I, you know, listen, I don't know every single comic book that's ever come out. Uh, but obviously. if you were to, yeah, obviously, if you were to, like, but put me on a scale of, like, people alive, like, I would probably know most. High percentile. I've never heard the word sectar <laughs> in my life. Until five minutes ago, mm-hmm. never, ne- I've never heard another human being ever be like, "Hey, it's like you know, like you hear people talk about like Rom the Space Knight." You know, like, that'd be great. I've never heard anyone be like, "Oh, I wish they someone could bring back Sectars." <laughs> it was, it was a thing, was a small thing. So, all right, uh, so so that's we'll talk about this more, Tom. Uh, but uh, yeah, what have you guys been reading? It's, uh, I missed the, you know, I was in Pittsburgh for a week, so, uh, I missed some stuff. Oh, yeah. It's been so long. Like, what's up? I don't know. What's up, guys? What do you, what do you guys been reading? Um, comics. Ton. I, I started reading the fables, the return of fables. Oh, um, how's that? I don't know yet. It's, it, well, it looks, mm. I mean, it's, you know, it's Buckingham, Buckingham and Willingham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it looks the same. Uh, mm-hmm. And it picks up literally right where the last a- issue left off. That's cool. I actually like that. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's it just is going right into a new Ugh. fable story. And it's, it's interesting because it's kind of esoteric and it's a little bit confusing. But that's how every episode or every issue of Fables mm-hmm. kind of was. It was like... They yeah. didn't take time to explain stuff to you. They just this is what this is yeah. the story. This is, figure figure it, out. it out. And so it's not a, a, the story tag's not as tight as an issue of sectars, but wow, really? <laughs> any <laughs> issue of sectars could be someone's first issue of se- first issue of sectars. It was a Marvel <laughs> comic, by the way. How many issues of sectars even exist? I, think six. I don't know. <laughs> six, I think. All right, that's, I didn't. Well, that's cool. I loved I loved fables. Yeah, it was so. It's interesting. I mean, things are very different um, after the you know the, the sort of the world of the Mondays has you know become witness to sort of the uh, the appearance of the Fableton and uh, yeah, and, and they're kind of part of the fables are sort of trying to regroup that there's some mysterious enemies. Some of the other fables are like off in other places, Bigby Wolf and, and his family are off trying to do things. And yeah. So, I I mean, I I don't have a whole lot to go into it other than it was like, Oh, it it was amazingly a fluid transfer, right? Oh, I shouldn't say fluid transfer. It was amazingly (laughs) a, A, a very seamless transfer right back into the world of fables. Like it, it, it did feel like this issue came out right after the, the end of the last, you know, issue one fifty one or whatever it was. So pretty That's amazing cool. after all those years of them just be able to jump back into it. And, and I'm interested. The one thing I kept thinking as I was reading it, though, was sort of like, I wonder why, I wonder why that like, are they like, Oh fuck, this should be a TV. Cause I mean, I think we maybe probably talked about it at one point, like, wow, why isn't this a TV show? This would be a great 
TV show on Amazon or Hulu or wherever, Netflix. And I'm wondering if like that was what those guys were thinking, like, oh shit, we kind of like, oh we missed, we missed. We missed the boat. Let's get it back out there and and see if somebody'll pick it up. But I, I can't imagine somebody wouldn't want to. Like it it seems like a great opportunity for a show uh that you could really you know what was that there was a show that kind of had once upon a time yeah watch that and then that one ran for a while and it was all right i liked it me and my kids watched it It was fables without being fables yeah yeah it was um maybe that's why but yeah i was just kind of interested of like well i wonder why they're bringing it back it seemed I mean, they told their story. It ended in a great way. And it just seems like interesting. You know, maybe they just had more story to tell, yeah. but and it's not like, like yeah, it's not like those again. guys are couldn't it's not like they don't have other ideas, and it's not like you know, Buckingham couldn't be drawing other comics or Willingham doing other things. Oh, you know, for it's sure. like they I I my to, my guess is that they have another story to tell. Otherwise, they'd be doing other things, right? Well, but the interesting thing is, is this is just this isn't like a limited series. This isn't a four issue run or anything yeah. like that. It's it's just issue one fifty one, and then issue one fifty two, and like they're just they're just continuing the story for. And I wonder, like, how much they have planned, and maybe you know, maybe it was just sort of like, oh, well, I got enough ideas now. Let's let's start putting out issues again. It's but, like it's I, like I, the anti BPRD format. Yeah. well yeah. have we ever seen like a comic go away like that for years and then come back by the huh. same creators uh stray bullets but just like the last issue right it was, that hey, was how about years a good comic between book? issues what we ever seen a good comic book come oh, back come on stray bullets is good uh that's just for all the you know fantagraphic nerds that think <laughs> books like that are good when we all know they're boring stray bullets boring okay i found it pretty boring i'm not gonna argue with you good don't you asked for an example no this is a show i'd watch (laughs) me and chris arguing about (laughs) indie comics it would it could be like uh it could be like a, a comics crossfire we just like constantly arguing with each other about like. I thought that's what we did anyway. I, we are an old married couple. It's pretty close. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Do spinoffs of just like the same shit we always do. <laughs> just an episode, episode solely of us trying to. It'll be a game where I give you guys clues and you try and remember the name of a comic creator. <laughs> <laughs> Some you get right away, and it's only like three minutes long. Some it could go on for like a really long time. Too long, long. time. Too long. 17, 18 years. Yeah. <laughs> Extremely long. <laughs> so that's about all I've been reading. What about you guys? You guys been reading anything? There's more uh, I've been DC reading vampires. Ghost. DC. I haven't caught it's... up. I haven't caught back up. So it. You you and your damn vampire books you love so much. But okay, so I want to talk about a weird thing. No, oh, jeez. Oh, weirder than sectars? No. Come on. Someone's gonna back me up on the sectars. Um 
someone out there will. Well, Ryan Brown would. And I know he would. Because um, there was an action figure line. Anyway. Uh, so DC versus Vampires is a 12-issue series. I think only like, what, six issues have come out. And now they have these two one-shot issues that take place after the 12-issue series has concluded. So I feel like there's a lot of stuff that... It, it seems like a weird time for these to come out. And, and like DC Killers came out, and it's a Harley Quinn story, but it takes place, obviously, after DC versus Vampires has finished. And, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, this is exhausting. I'm sorry. Oh, Jesus Christ. Right? Um, Neither of you it, care. I wh- no, I don't know. I have no. I didn't even know DC Vampires was a twelve issue series uh, yeah. that didn't conclude. Are you sure about That's that? That's what the first issue said. Like one of twelve. Hmm. Well, in that Another. same vein, what the fuck happened to Human Target? Right. It's been like what? Four it's months, on break. Months, four months. It's on break for a while. What the fuck was season like? When did that start happening? Comics just take a break. Yeah, now they just take a break to catch up. They have to catch up on the art. So the next part, maybe Willingham and Buckingham, Willingham and uh, and Buckingham were uh, just taking a break for twelve years or whatever it was. (laughs) Thank you, Greg. Greg said thanks. I was pretty confused about DC vampires. I just assumed it ended nowhere. Ended nowhere. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. many yeah. vampire but, books. But Greg, but Greg, isn't it weird that they are releasing these one-shot issues that seem to take place after the series that hasn't ended yet? God knows you got to get those one-shots out now, baby, while it's hot. It's Can't weird. possibly hold on to it. Who's even running DC these days? Uh, I don't know. I think... Anybody know? Casada. Because Casada is now running DC. The Illuminati. They fired dude. everybody. It's always the Illuminati. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know who's like in charge of DC Comics anymore. Dan DiDio's out. He's been out for a while. Yeah, who is the... Um, let's see. Who's well, running... Well, they are. Somebody get him on the re- phone. Someone try and release your comics in the correct order. Of like, I think it's it's funny because it's like, like uh, one of them you said was a Harley Quinn one. Yeah, she's the. the Oh well, I mean that's why you gotta get that that sweet Harley Quinn cash. It's like, well, you remember what was it? Secret Wars. Yes, was it Secret Wars that? Um. It was that weird time thing. It's like, oh, okay, everyone disappears. And then the next month, it's, oh, everyone's back. And why is, like, She-Hulk in the... Yeah, but that was, like, on purpose. Yeah, Yeah, it it doesn't feel like it's on purpose. Diane Nelson. Okay. Diane. 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 First of all, first of all, release your comics in the correct order. Second of all, get sectars. <laughs> get the rights to sectars. sectars. We need a sectars revamp. Re-back. Sectars are back. The hotter than ever. 
this is some IP that someone needs to jump on immediately. Zack Snyder's sectars. <laughs> God. Oh, four-hour sectar movie in vertical format, just like the yeah. and it was eight, nine by sixteen. It was eight issues that it ran, and you can pick up all eight issues on eBay for it looks like about uh, in between thirty or forty bucks. Thirty and four. Wow. Okay. Well, I am probably going to pass. <laughs> I'll lowball. I'll lowball them. I'll see if there's any negotiate the lower price <laughs> options on sectars yeah. i was gonna say i've been reading ghost rider still sticking with the with the uh i think three issues is the longest i've ever read uh, i've read ghost rider in a long time mm-hmm. so it's a victory it's usually i forget about it and then i'm like meh, meh i don't care uh so yeah still sticking still sticking with it what the last issue Yes, I did. Is it kind of it's still? Little, it, I, it, does it almost? Because I think what we had kind of talked about it almost being like a Tales from the Crypt kind of feel to it. Is that if I'm remembering correctly? Still a little bit of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little disorienting. A little bit. Actually, Diane Nelson left DC Entertainment in 2018. My apologies. Diane, I'm sorry. I don't. No one's been appointed. No one's replaced her. There's no one. Oh my god! This is why. This is why they're all coming out the wrong order. Like no one since 2018. There's been no one in charge. It's just I don't know who's the publisher. I have a job, (laughs) but if you want someone to like, just make sure you're sending, you're releasing your comics in the correct order. I can take a look before before you send them out. You're like, hey, have you guys finished the DC vampires? Actually, no, we haven't. Then don't don't put this one out yet. Um, have you guys have you guys uh, kept up with uh, one or easy hit me? No, I read the second issue, but I haven't. I think there's two more out that I haven't read yet. Um, yeah, the uh, the fourth issue came out and it's it, it's going to be a five issue series because it said uh to be concluded yeah it's uh i've enjoyed it it's 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 different you know it went from you know it's like sex trade book to a crime book to kind of a weird kink book and back to back to a back to a Kevin and yeah. chris's three favorite genres <laughs> sex trade Crime and sex. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's a a weird book, man. It's, yeah, it, it, it definitely, it, it definitely goes some places that I haven't, I haven't seen some, some, you know, other mainstream books go. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It, 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 I will read the entire thing. I'm interested in how it finishes up. There's only one more left. Yeah. I'll read the next issue. You will read the last, you will read the last. I will invest that I'm time out. in my life to read that comic, Tom. I will read this fifth and final comic in this story. Yeah, but I've enjoyed I, it. And it's, I will it. It looks great. Can I read you an article? Uh, yes. I won't, I won't say the name okay. of the uh, publication, but this is an online article suggesting the top 10 people to lead the DC Entertainment overhaul. 
I, I think yeah. this might uh, be kind of funny. Okay. Is Tom on? Number 10. Number 10. Let's do this. Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Um, no. Oh, no. Okay. Nah. Uh, all right. Number nine. Paul Dini and Bruce Tim. Yeah, for sure. But why would they do that? that? Yeah, yeah, why, why would, would they do they, that? Why would they do that? Number eight, Neil Gaiman. Once again, again why, 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 would he, want why, would he, why would he want a day job? <laughs> how about, how about <laughs> Santa Claus? <laughs> yes. Number seven, James Wan. Again, once again, why, once why? again this guy, he's got, he's got other things going on. Number six, David Goyer. That one actually maybe makes maybe. sense. Yeah. yeah. What um, what was the last thing Goyer was uh was producing it's or been a long time? What TV show he just did one recently? I yeah. don't know. Yeah, maybe. Number, number five, JJ Abrams. Yeah, that's gonna happen. No. <laughs> yeah, fucking JJ Abrams could be sitting around. Like, when are we going to put out this Ragman solo? Uh, <laughs> uh, number four. This one actually kind of, I think, makes sense. Gail Simone. Yeah. Well, I guess I that one that. makes sense. I mean, yeah. she's not busy doing anything because she doesn't write comics any longer. It doesn't seem like so. No. Number three, Grant Morrison. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, he seems like an organized fella. Yeah. He's, yeah, that seems like a job he'd love. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, so Grant, really Grant can't this. make the uh, meeting. He is uh, high on opium. Yeah. And, like, and performing a chaos magic ritual. Yeah. Nude yeah. in yeah. the parking lot. I don't think that's his skill set, is the. <laughs> Number two, Jim Lee, who I think has kind of been yeah, doing that uh, for like 20 yeah, years. Yeah. Like, that... Okay, that's probably the safe pick. Oh, he was the, was he the publisher? Yeah, he I, was up yeah, there, yeah, I don't know. Co CEO, something I don't know. And number one, Deborah Snyder. I guess if Zach Snyder's not available, his wife is that his wife, Deborah Snyder? I don't even know who yeah, Deborah is Snyder she's a producer is. Producer or something? Or... Uh, I have no idea. I don't know. Um, Jesus Christ. I don't okay. even know who she is. Yeah. I think she is the person who she produced the hashtag restore the Snyderverse. I think that's a definite <laughs> I think they should definitely get JJ Abrams. Yes. To... Clear out the bank account. Get A. Abrams. Yeah. Uh, he'll, yeah, he'll be coming here. Listen, guys, we need to figure out this Catman four issue series. I, I say, why stop there, Tom? I think you you create like sort of a, a tribunal of Abrams, Grant Morrison, and and Neil Gaiman. I oh, think. almost like a Politburo, like yeah, Illuminati to, yeah. yeah, like a group of people. Well, I'm, to... I'll just throw this question: Does does DC need a creative overhaul? I mean, I, mean, I think you always. Just, I don't know if you need an overhaul, but I well. If you're talking about the comics or you're talking about the whole sort of, you know, Warner Brothers movies yeah. as a stockholder, yeah. I would say, yes, they do. Um, but uh, as you know, just the comics themselves, I don't know, without knowing sort of 
how good or bad the comics are doing. Um, yeah. I like a lot of what DC's yeah, doing. I like a lot of what DC's doing right now. But I think you always need somebody just to guide the ship and and mm-hmm. like make the final decision on stuff, which and just put shit out on time or in a time in the correct time. So I mean, order. 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 I mean, order. do they have an EIC? I don't. I can't seem. You know, it's almost like baseball front office titles now. Remember, it used to be general manager, manager, and that was it. And now it's president of baseball operations, and you can have you know three assistant general managers. That kind of feels like the hierarchy at DC now. It's like, okay, isn't it just EIC, and then you have editors? (laughs) The only person I Greg Porter has got a great comment. And what the one person they're missing? Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. Why? why just Alan Moore. Just he's not Alan Moore. Yeah, he's not busy. He'd love yeah. to come back to DC. Oh, comics. I can see him he doing that. He loves comics. Yeah. He loves comics. Loves the fans. <laughs> loves the comics. yeah. Love, loves loves the, the business of comics. Loves the business. Loves yeah. Get him in there. I don't know who's running DC Comics right now. I have no idea. I can't seem to find any. Um, I mean, like if honestly, if you're looking for an EIC, he's already working there. Mark Wade. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's easy to say, but that job isn't necessarily just because Mark Wade's been around comics forever and he and he's a good comic writer doesn't necessarily mean that he has the skills to run a, a publishing company. Like they're yeah. those are two different things. You well, can't I mean, just plug some. I'm talking. I mean, are you talking about no, no, running a publishing want, company? That's why you have a publisher. As like EIC, he kind of guides the creative ship. He kind of it's it's. Well, it should all be the same thing. There, there's no. There shouldn't right there as is part of the problem. It shouldn't be one or the other. You know, if, yeah. if you're someone needs to be in charge, and that means you're in charge of publishing, you're in charge of the creative, you're in charge of everything. At some point, you know, somebody make a fucking decision. That's yeah. Well, yeah, that would yeah. be the yeah, yeah. EIC yeah. and yeah. Yeah. So. which Wade has kind of done that job before, hasn't he? I don't know. Like he's, I think he's well. No, he's, 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 I, I think he stepped in and did it for one of the like tertiary. Um, publishers wasn't that his own publishing company? Yeah, if DC Comics needs three men <laughs> to come in, a tribunal, a tribunal, no ties. If we vote on stuff, there's no ties, there's three of us, no confusion. We'll, we'll get, we'll write the ship, we'll get it headed right towards we'll fix profit, things. my friends. Right? Only the sales charts up, 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 up. Sectars back. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to edit that out before we lose the job. I, this, I think I think because we got the job locked right now. I talked I about like a comic gonna... that was important to me as a child, yeah. and this is what I fucking get. This is what I open, I open up to you guys. There's new stupid kids all the time, and we should be selling comics to them constantly. All right, guys. You know what time it is? It is public domain superhero hour. Oh All god. Right. Okay. 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 Bum, 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 bum. And then Tom public has to tell domain us a superhero. After that, so 
Get it. Uh, this week, our public domain hero is Adam Antius Jr. Adam uh, real name, Adam Jr. Antius Jr. Uh, his first appearance was in Bouncer, issue number 10. Oh, of Bouncer comic. Is it like a comic anthology about like bar bouncers? I don't know. It's just called The Bouncer. Uh, the bouncer. Issue number 10 from September 1944 was originally published by Fox Features, created by Robert Kaniger and Louis Furstack. Okay. All right. Bobby Kaniger. Bobby Kaniger. <laughs> Robert Bobby Kaniger. Uh, Adam <laughs> Antius Jr. is a sculptor and artist who creates a statue of the Greek mythology figure Antius. However, he discovers that when danger is near, the statue comes to life. The living statue gives Adam superpowers like its own, including super strength and the ability to bounce high in the air, hence the name Bouncer. Like the mythical Antheus, of course, Adam and the statue are both vulnerable in mid-bounce. Adam can also dig through the ground with ease. He appeared in Bouncer Issues number number 10 through 14. (laughs) Okay, wait. So this guy makes a statue... And the statue gives him powers. Mm-hmm. And the when statue danger is powers? So uh, the statue's also wait. So does he have to like carry the statue light. around? With the him? statue comes to life, and the that statue. gives him powers. So if you look at Bouncer issue number ten, the cover is a, it up. is a Greek god leaping in the air with a sort of weasley mustachioed artist type on his shoulder also leaping through the air over the head of a damsel in distress and a couple of gangsters with guns so i'm assuming they both had power when he came to life uh that's that's my assumption yeah that's what it sounds like it's not uh, i about my major criticism is going to be this is confusing a little bit. I, well, it's really, maybe bit. why it only lasted four issues. It just seems like, okay, we got... I mean, like, all the Greek gods are, like, are fair play, and you picked, like, again, this is, like, the sectar of of Greek gods. I've never <laughs> heard of the Greek god of, like, of bouncing. Well, let me tell you a little bit about Antaeus. Uh, in Greek... In Greek sources, he was the half-giant son of Poseidon and Gaia, who lived in the interior desert of Libya. Uh, His wife was the goddess Tinge, for whom the city of Tangier in Morocco was named, and he had a daughter named Elsius of Bars. Uh, Antaeus would challenge all passerbys to wrestling matches, quote-unquote, and remain invincible as long as he remained in contact with his mother, the Earth. (laughs) As Greek wrestling, like its modern equivalent, typically attempted to force opponents to the ground, he always won killing his opponents. He built a temple. Yeah, Yeah, brutal. He built a temple to his father using their skulls. Uh, Antaeus fought Heracles as... Uh, Heracles realized that he could not beat Antaeus by throwing or pinning him. Instead, he held him aloft and then crushed him to death in a a bear hug. (laughs) Um, uh, The contest between Heracles and Antaeus was a favorite subject in ancient and Renaissance sculpture. 
So there you go. I'm looking at Bouncer. I'm looking at this. Uh, the, the bad guy they're facing, the gold bug, <laughs> is either very uh, problematic. I can't tell what's going on with them. Well, listen, there's a reason why we've never heard of uh, of the bouncer. Once again, much like hey, the hey, hey. Come never on. heard of fucking Come on. Victors. I share. Let's bring him I back, share baby. With you guys, this is what I get. I say, I say, DC Comics, the bouncer is out there. Sure. Is it confusing? Yes. Incredibly confusing. Who's the hero? I don't know. Is it the statue? Is it the guy who made this? The artist? What you know, like how I, are they always going to be together? I want to point out Greg Porter has a uh, a very honest and yet crushing comment mm-hmm. about wow. our potential as a tribunal for sketch for DC Comics. He said that. Uh, we haven't exactly distinguished ourselves with scheduling. <laughs> mm. I, I I can't argue in with the early years. Blight clockwork. Yeah, but to be fair, we're not paid for this. You know, yeah. so you DC get what you comics. Pay if you paid us, and we, we'll take we'll take the pay of one editor in chief and split it amongst three of us in cash. And All right. uh, we'll show up. Yeah, probably. We'll get, it done. We'll get, the job get one done. of us. One of us will show up yeah. every day. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, Tom. We all the time's come. Re- oh, reveal, you know what? Let's reveal just thy trade talk. You know what? Let's just do something we've all read before. Let's have some dumb. Let's just do some superhero talking. Let's do some Grant Morrison. Let's do. Uh, let's do X Men. Ooh. The like Grant the Morrison? First, yeah, why not? The first trade? Yeah. Nice. Ooh. It's on Hoopla, yeah. I haven't read that in a while. I haven't read that in a while. Yeah. Is that, that's not astonishing. That's just... No, it's X, just was it no a, that's a new X-Men. Yeah. New X-Men. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they... Yeah. Let's just do that. Let's do just like some summer... Blo- like summer blockbuster style, you know? Like... <laughs> I thought I was afraid you were going to say, uh, what was the one of uh, Grant Morrison, the um, seven, uh, shit. What was it? Seven, the seven nights or whatever the hell. What oh, was it? Uh, oh, seven soldiers yeah, of fortune. fortune. Yeah. The seven soldiers. I'm like, please don't pick that. Please don't pick that. That, that. I that love was, that, uh, but I would not, I wouldn't have us read that on here. I, I love that, but yeah, it took it. It, many, that was a rabbit hole generator and once you went down the rabbit holes yeah. it was fun but yeah otherwise yeah. pretty otherwise incomprehensible yeah I, I don't have the brain pan for it nowadays yeah. I don't think I just don't I don't have it anymore alright New X-Men by Grant Morrison nice. the first trade very nice I'm, I'm looking forward to that I haven't read that in a while that'll be fun is, I mean if you get so inspired just keep reading. I have, I mean, I've got the omnibus around here somewhere, so I'll probably bust that out. I think I do too. Yeah. I think. don't. I should. I should. I should get that. Actually, no, those things. Are, well, it gives you an excuse to buy. They're it. hard. They're hard to read. 
They're hard to find. They're also hard to find now. I think. Ah. Uh, I'll sell you mine, Chris. I'll trade you for my Alpha Flight on the trade you. I'll trade you for a centaur, a centaur, my collection of centaur comics. Sectar, sectar, sectar. Sectars. See, it's already a bit, Sal. Hey, God bless and Godspeed for the both of you doing it. I, so I can't close. wait to listen. So close can't to wait. it being your great name. As long as so I have nothing to do with it, I'm happy that you guys do All it. Right. All right. I don't want to edit it. I don't want to post it. I don't want it anything be, to do with it. It could be like the Tarantino podcast where we talk about each issue of Sectars. In depth, page by page. <laughs> oh, you'll never. <laughs> I will be shocked if you get more than one episode out of Tom with this. Bit. Yeah, I'd be like, no, be just about sectors. That is an example. Chris's three most influential comics I read as a kid: Sectars One, Sectars Three, Sectars Two. <laughs> The first three issues. Alien Legion. Alien Legion. Alien Legion. Sneak in there. All right. Well, like Doctor Who. Is there going to be? There's going to be a Doctor Who comic. There will absolutely be a Doctor Who comic. I mean, Dave Gibbons' art story that goes along with his dad buying him Doctor Who and wearing a. There's going to be a scarf worn. Alan Moore wrote Doctor Who comics. Is this going to be sort of like Chris? You know, his like free therapy sessions. Is that what this is? <laughs> a journey inside this, the mind of Chris. <laughs> All I right. I, to, I don't know if I want to go in there. I think this seems like fun, a scary. Yeah. It puts... Look for that. Chris crying over a Doctor Who comic as I'm on the other side. <laughs> Just rolling your eyes. <laughs> Oh God! Again, tears uh, again. Oh uh, no! Uh, it's Dave Gibbons' art, Tom. Dave Gibbons. Uh, Wrap it up. I, listen. All right, That's, I'm sure it's fine. All right, Sal has to go book his haircut. Um, it was a good talk with you guys. Thank you for reading uh, Usagi Ujimbo. Uh, it was a little little out of the box from what we've been doing. Uh, I'm looking forward to checking out. The Morrison New X Men. Uh, we've talked about Patreon a little bit. You can uh, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash around comics. Uh, that'll give you access to uh, some extra shows and extra info and bits and pieces of this and that. But the big thing is that it helps us keep the lights on around here so we don't have to uh, worry about uh, that stuff. So we really appreciate it. It means a lot to us. Uh, who was our new patron again? Uh, Graham. 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 Graham Kana. <laughs> Graham, let, let us know where you're from. Uh, inter- see, see if our if our bet paid off. Uh, so there's that. Uh, yeah, we've got ACTV uh, coming up. We just released our K-Billy Super Sounds episode on Django Unchained. With our buddy uh, Will Pfeiffer. We do that uh, once a month or so. We've got uh, Hateful Eight coming up, and then uh, probably a special cup or probably a couple special episodes as we get through Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and finish up our Tarantino oh, podcast. Wow. So that's been fun. 
How long do you think the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood episode will be? Long. It's going to be, it will be broken up into parts, most likely. Nah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, you say that now. I don't have the, I don't have the time to delve into stuff. It can be good in that sense. You filter your thoughts down to the most, Mm -hmm. you know. He says that now, Tom. The most important. He says it now. Hey, listen, you know. Like six months ago, if you would have done it when we started this, it's the four hours easy. But new job and you know wife wife gets in the way. Now he's like, it's yeah. like tight forty five minutes, Chris. Tight forty five minutes. Get this shit over with. We got. I got things to do. I got. I got. I got a grill to cook on. I got a brisket. <laughs> it's summer. Brisket on the weather is beautiful. Let the movie. The movie's long enough. One more way. Let the movie speak for itself. Like sort of a Lynchian approach, but it's good. It's fine. And then, uh, and then after that, we're I think we're gonna try and tackle the Coen Brothers movies. So, which will be fun because we enjoy doing it. All right. So that's all the uh, the Patreon stuff. Uh, Tom, Sal, great to see you guys. Love uh, uh, our Thursday nights. You know, we, it feels like I haven't seen you all in like forever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now you yeah. have it. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the, yeah, it was good to talk comics, comics again. Um, have a great rest of your week and weekend. Be super extra careful, safe. Uh, don't blow off any fingers or toes this weekend, 4th of July. Um, we'll be back next Thursday on new episode. In the meantime. In between time. We will be everywhere in. Yeah, oh. Oh. Comics. Wow.